Hey everyone, welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with your hosts Ben and Burke.、Uh, Japan is hopefully starting to open up to tourism again now that Japan's vaccination program is underway. So, if you're planning to visit in the near or not too distant future, there'll be some unique challenges that you may come across. The following examples we discuss about may help to prepare you for some typical problems that visitors face when coming to Japan.、Uh, some of the things we talk about are looking for restaurants and bars, people having difficulty understanding a Japanese, English not working, being rude on the train without even knowing it, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. Each, me, san. Well, there will be a time when tourism will return to normal. What's going to happen, man? I don't even know what's going to happen. Well, I got, my, I got my first jab on, on Friday. Oh, through work or something? Yeah, yeah. So I got my, that's my first one. And I get a second one at the end of July. And I think a lot of, quite a lot of universities、uh, vaccinating all their students and staff. So, everything's definitely moving a lot faster in the last,、uh, last month or so. In,、uh, did, in they you,、uh, did they tell you what,、uh, what kind of, which vaccine it was? Which... The more, Moderna? Oh, yeah. 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 Apparently, that's mRNA. The, yeah. That's,、uh, that seems to be the better <clears throat> one at the moment, or not, not so many problems. Like the Pfizer had some issues and. AstraZeneca and all that, but I haven't really heard much about Moderna one. So I feel quite confident, I think. Well, also, I think the, they said the mRNA vaccines are、uh, pretty high, highly effective against the new variants as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Against the, especially the Delta、yeah. variant, right? The, the one that's kind of really picking up in, in Japan now because of the <coughs> Olympics and all these new visitors coming. But yeah, well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen once the, once the Olympics kick off? Yeah. And this,、uh, yeah, exactly.、Uh, they've already had like, I don't know, dozens of people that have come in with the Delta variant, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. There was that, the Ugandan team or something. They, they came in and started a little cluster. So that, and that was a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. So, but at some point travel returned to normal and this, Kind of article that I found talks a lot about trouble and the problems that people will have when traveling to Japan. There are quite a few on this list.、Um, I thought like there were a lot that、uh, I agreed with and maybe some that、uh, maybe it's just different in Sapporo than wherever this article, the person who wrote this article, John Spacey back in 2009 actually. So pretty old, but updated 2014. But even still, like 2014 is quite a long time ago. I think. A lot of stuff about traveling has changed since that time.、Mm, and I think quite a few of them refer to、uh, mainly Tokyo,、mm. um, especially、uh, the, the first one, which is talking about like、uh, vertic- being vertically lost. Number one is 
so it's saying uh, when you're looking for shops or restaurants in any large Japanese city, you'll quickly find that few are on the ground floor. So you need to kind of look up and there'll be like lots of vertical signs, which is quite similar to、um, to Hong Kong. Have you been to Hong Kong before, Burke? Hong Kong is kind of like that. Yeah, I think I've just been there one time for a、uh, wedding, friend's wedding.、Mm. So it's、yeah. quite, quite common to see, yeah, those signs like that high up. Um, in a vertical fashion, which you don't really kind of see in in,、uh, in Western countries, in our home countries. But I think in Sapporo, not as as many as like it is in Tokyo, I think. Well, just like in Suskino and stuff.、Mm, right, yeah, yeah. All like a, at nighttime, all the bright red and pink lights that、yeah. usually are bars. Yeah, which is this is kind of what this is also doing. It's like recommending that you should look up towards those signs on the、uh, upper floors of these buildings because that's where a lot of the better、uh, restaurants and stuff will be located. Even that、uh, snack bar that we were kind of talking about on a few episodes ago,、uh, I was kind of saying we didn't realize it was a snack bar at first, but it was like a really nice establishment. But that too is like on the fourth or sixth floor. Some. A、uh, random building and stuff. So I mean, there's a lot of different types of places,、uh, yeah, on these higher floors. Which is all kind of recommending that people should remember that they want to get a unique experience while visiting Japan. So look up and find your bars that way, rather than <laughs> walking around the streets on the floor. <laughs> Even though they're usually、uh, they are、uh, written in Japanese, so if you can't re- you know read Japanese, might be、uh, in a tough spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the good thing about all those、uh, big signs and billboards, they you know they usually have like hostess bars being advertised.、So、a lot of pretty faces、um, that are just good to look at anyway.、Uh, sometimes,、uh, sometimes they have some kind of weird-looking girls on there, which you think, oh, I don't really want to go to that hostess bar. <laughs> Do you think those girls are the girls actually working there? I think they are. They gotta be, haven't they? Because they got the names. They always have like the name.、Um, obviously, not their real name, but their their bar name or their hostess name.、Um, <coughs> and they all look very different. And each one that you see is unique. So they must be the actual person. Otherwise, you know, they if they weren't, then they just get like some kind of model, right? Maybe a famous person.、Um, so you'd probably see. That model more often at different、uh, advertisements. Well, that's the thing; those might be like the hot Tokyo models who only come up to the Sapporo Shiten like once a year,、uh, once every、right. two years. So they're like they're like a part of the company, but they're not actually in that establishment. They're、yeah. from、uh, from the the main the head branch head office、yeah. down in Tokyo Kabukicho or something. Could be, could be. <laughs> I guess there's only one way to find out. Just、uh, research. Yeah, yeah. But、uh, what what was、uh, what was another one on this list that was kind of related to this that we were just talking about?、Um, number five, you'll be too random. So wandering around can be fun, but planning often works better in Japan. For example, nightlife can be difficult to find, and you might end up somewhere dangerous by going into random establishments. So this one I kind of agree with because you know, like I think back at home, it's. Easier to just go on a night out with some friends and kind of go like bar hopping to places you don't really know about, but I think in Japan it's really difficult to do that. I, I remember I've tried,、um, you know, one night、uh, I'll go out with a couple of friends and just say, 
let's not go to the places we go we always go to like in Sapporo or Suskino let's just try and find somewhere new and usually we never have been able to find a decent place uh just wandering around the streets and to go in a building as well it's like how do you how do you find a place in the building because you've got to go in pick a floor and then once you get on the floor then there's all these random little snack bars or you don't even know what kind of bars they are so you kind of feel a little bit intimidated when you go in too because usually there's a local clientele or something so i think to find to wander into a place is into a good place anyway is quite difficult in japan it's almost like you have to uh, find somewhere from a good recommendation online or someone that knows where to go yeah i would say <clears throat> most places that you learn about is like because you just start to meet people in the gaijin network in that city and so you end up just going to the places that they go to there's a lot of ways that you'll meet uh find out about new bars i would say have you ever just randomly walked into some place and ended up being a good place that you ended up going to after that a lot too i don't think so maybe one place but it was on the ground floor uh in suskino and it was just walking past and it it looked really lively from outside because there was like windows so you can see in um and that was just a a, a regular kind of izakaya but they specialized in in chicken wings so we just ended up calling it the the chicken wing place <laughs> so after going there one summer maybe like five or six years ago yeah we uh we went quite often and i always uh, recommended friends to go there took uh took took people that never been there before uh yeah like you know pretty cheap no cover charge so, so yeah that's can. that's probably only one place i did find but that was on the like walking on the ground floor whereas i think like if you want to find one of the, the usually the better places are inside buildings those are a bit harder to find yeah what about you yeah. i mean have you have you ever found a good random place by chance i don't think so no i mean the closest that something to like that is just kind of always passing someplace over and over again on the way somewhere like daring just, yourself daring yourself to go in next time kind of thing. yeah we're like we should really go in this place sometime you know <laughs> like and, the, uh, the, the hot dog like, bar do you know the hot dog bar <laughs> no it's hot dog bar no. <laughs> you, you know the one the, the one uh, you know we well, you know the sports bar the girls sports bar yeah yeah down yeah. the main Suskino road one of the and newer then, ones yeah and then opposite there there's a similar one where the girls are dressed in like kind of housemaids and <laughs> but a part of their shtick i guess is selling hot dogs as well so they have a side window that they sell like chili dogs and stuff like that and a big uh fluorescent sign that just says hot dogs and um, but always girls trying to beckon you in so i fairly a new place uh <clears throat> i'd say about five years ago and i'm I'm pretty sure it's still there i don't know how it's doing now since uh since covid happened but i've you know wanted to go in there but i've never never kind of had the had the balls to go in but it's a bit it's kind of expensive because it's kind of like a, a hostess bar ish you know you got to pay like three thousand yen for a cover charge plus plus nomi hodai or something you wanted to go in for the hot dogs or for the girls no for the hot dogs of course Yes, of course. <laughs> there was a Suntory whiskey bar we saw, walked past, and finally we just went in there one time. 
Uh, that just ended up being a really good whiskey bar. I don't even know if that's there anymore. And then there was like a girls bar that we'd always pass. Uh, and then finally we just decided to go in one time. Was that and, the Kings? Uh, the Kings one? Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. It was, uh, I can't remember which side of Suskino it was on, but it was, I feel like, it, I mean, it was kind of like, uh, blue inside, blue bar and stuff, but just like paid, uh, cover to get in. And then, uh, it's just like a girl's bar. Yeah. The bartenders would go out of their way to talk to you when you were there. Like, wow, mm. man, they really, uh, interested in what I have to say. <laughs> oh, never, never been to that one. I don't think. The one. I wonder if that's still around. Gotta go look for it. Yeah, yeah. We'll check it out. The blue, the blue, blue bar, blue oh, girls bar. I don't blue remember girls the name bar. of it. Yeah, someday. What about this one? Uh, people won't understand your Japanese. What do you think, man? Like people who like travel, study up on some travel Japanese. Uh, mm. wanting to come over here. Do you think it's, uh, those types of people find it easy to communicate with Japanese? I mean, this is p- saying people understand your Japanese. Unless your pronunciation is exact, people might not understand the Japanese, might not, might not understand that Japanese you memorized. Focus on learning a few words very well rather than learning an extensive vocabulary for your trip. Mm, yeah. I think especially with pronunciation, like I, I even get it now i've been here you know 13 years and sometimes i say words and i and i don't know what how i'm saying it wrong but a lot of people don't understand me or or they seem confused especially when i'm trying to use i guess uh katakana words Mm. like um like a very common one now is like like vaccine right Mm. so the way to say vaccine is what like vaccine so I was trying to say it to someone the other day at the dojo. I was like, vaccine. And, and mm. he was like, what? <laughs> just kept, just kept like saying, what were you trying to say? And then I had just had to gesture the injection sign into my arm instead. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, steroids. So, yeah, steroids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, too. I have some. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that one. Um, and also <laughs> I've told you about my Pizza Hut Super Supreme. Super Supreme uh, story before as well. <laughs> when they send me some, uh, when they send me like a hoagie sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. So you may think like you're studying up some good travel Japanese, going to use it. Uh, man, I would still say people should try to use it. You know, don't worry about whatever. But if it happens that people don't understand you, yeah, like don't be surprised because it can definitely happen. Going on from this one, there was another one, uh, number seven, which is like straight after that English won't work in Japan. Don't assume that people speak English in Japan, which is probably quite accurate. I think the majority of people wouldn't. So I think it's quite important to speak slowly and not use complex uh, phrases and sentences. So try to use real simple English and yeah, speak slowly, talk to them like they're a 12 year old or something. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is, this has good advice too. It talks about mixing Japanese and English words, you know, station doko. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah. if you're just traveling, man, or even, even if you're not, man, you know, that's actually a good people will kind of understand it that way. Cause there's happen to be a lot of English words that are kind of used in Japanese and stuff and they might be used to hearing that. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think because of that, um, 
our English or definitely my English has got worse since I've been living in Japan because when I try to use English to, to Japanese people, I have to like really simplify it and not use complicated words or even, yeah, uh, complete correct sentences. Shumi wa, hobby wa, nandeska. Ben's number one go to <laughs> pick up line. And I think, I think a lot of people will probably be surprised if it's their first time traveling in Japan. I remember I had two of my friends visit me, uh, when I first arrived. And yeah, very early on, my, my friends realized that they, a lot of people that they came across didn't understand any English. So they actually ended up not Saying anything, just using gestures the whole time. <laughs> so, so one of my friends, he went into a, a combini and, uh, all the time, you know, they always ask, do you want a bag? So after like the, the third time of him trying to explain that he didn't need a bag, he ended up just coming up with this gesture of doing a, a horizontal kind of waving of his hand to mean no. And that was all he, that was all he did. He never said anything and they understood it straight away. <laughs> but he, yeah, kind of, kind of seeing it was a bit weird, you know, it's like not saying anything and just swiping your hand away. <laughs> just finding a way to communicate. Yeah. 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 I wanted to ask you about this next one. You'll be shocked by a bill. Japan isn't necessarily an expensive, expensive country. However, what's cheap in your country may be expensive in Japan and vice versa. For example, taxis are expensive, but food isn't too bad relative to quality. Keep an eye on your tab at karaoke. It's easy to run up insanely high tabs if you're not careful about price. Tokyo Nightlife is designed from the ground up to drain your funds. How do you feel about this? Do you feel like, are you shocked by your bill often in Japan? Nah, not really. Um, no, I mean, shocked <clears throat> is like you've... You've, basically the bill has been way more than you thought it would be right like sometimes i've been a little bit surprised that maybe it's like a, a couple of thousand yen more than i expected it to be um but not not shocked um so yeah i've never been to places where the the costs have been insanely high like it says here about um karaoke how you can it, it um, run up insane insanely high tabs because in sapporo there's usually a a fixed price until morning, which is really cheap. It's like 2,500 yen to stay till 6 a.m. So once you get that deal, you don't have to worry about running up any high costs or drinking too much. Yeah, I will say there are mornings where I wake up and I look at my wallet and I might be a little disappointed with the what very little remains. <laughs> oh, your money's um, gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. then I'm probably like, oh, but we went to like five places last night. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, then we went uh, to the hostess bar too and, uh, yeah. and, and in a strip club afterwards. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say, I don't know. Maybe it's just like Sapporo is a little bit more reasonably priced, but I feel like you can go out, uh, and have like a really good night in Sapporo if you want to for like under five thousand yen. Um, but yeah, that's like that's a, like that's like what two two and possibly three nomi holidays you can do with five thousand yen. Yeah, and yeah, board if you want to go to like a little bit nicer places and even still it's like under Ichiman or something, which compared to like a big city back in the U.S. is pretty unheard of. I think. Man, I can't even remember like how expensive it was back <clears> in England. Um, 
like to to go out on a night out it must be like well if you compare it to uh japan maybe like what at least ten thousand yen you're spending in a bar maybe well, maybe even for like a round of drinks especially if it's a city of like two million people i mean if you're talking about like my hometown which is like a population of like one hundred fifty thousand people or something then yeah it's going to be about the same price or something or less expensive but like a big city like nightlife scene you know like london or new york yeah like those places yeah but yeah. i guess if you go to a club in Sapporo, just the club itself you might end up spending like six thousand yen or something Mm, yeah, because it's usually like what three, maybe three thousand yen for cover charge, and then five hundred yen a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Tokyo is definitely going to be more expensive there because they got better clubs and probably drinks a little bit more pricier, I'd say. But this is even talking just about food. But it did say like for food, it's kind of understandable because quality wise, you're going to be getting much better quality food. Kind of another food topic on here, and. uh I just want to bring this one up because I don't know. This one talks about you'll sp- number 12. You'll spend a lot of energy looking for vegetables. Few Japanese people are vegetarians. It's relatively unfamiliar concept in Japan. For example, people may assume that vegetarians can eat fish. Vegetarian dishes are easy to find, but vegetarian restaurants are relatively rare. I guess the whole vegetarian thing is a difficult lifestyle in Japan, but just like vegetables in general, I don't know if it's just because like living in Hokkaido, but I'm just, we're getting, we're being given like fresh locally grown vegetables left and right, like all the time, especially during the summer months. So we're always like zero shortage of vegetables. Uh, my in-laws like have a huge like uh, field where they grow a lot of vegetables. Like at work, people are always bringing them vegetables or like somebody sent their family from somewhere. Uh, I don't know. So I kind of feel like just getting bombarded with vegetables for many months of the year, so <laughs> which is disagree. a great thing. You yeah. disagree with this one. Yeah, like, and it might just be like a living in Hokkaido thing, but I think a lot of Japan is the same way. Like, they take so much pride in vegetables from a certain part of the country or something that, uh, yeah, a lot of people just, like, share vegetables. There's, like, all the Michinoeki and stuff. There are places selling vegetables, like, along the road and everything, so. Yeah, yeah, and also, like, always some, every now and then, some random old people give you, like, a box of vegetables that they've grown from their their garden or something exactly yeah which is always quite nice get some free cucumbers yeah i mean i guess it's kind of like that in like countryside in the u.s and stuff as well but japan because there's just like very agriculture is kind of close to everywhere mm. I, feel like but I, I think um like finding vegetarian restaurants is definitely difficult in, yeah uh, in japan that's what i've heard I mean, Sapporo, I've only been to one vegetarian-ish restaurant. It was in a, in Mariama. Um, I don't know if it was an actual vegetarian restaurant, but they definitely had a couple of vegetarian dishes and they were really bad. Like just kind of dry tofu, quite stale, wasn't filling at all. Can't remember the name of the place. I'm sure it's probably closed down now, but, um, yeah, apart from that one, I'd, I've never been to any other vegetarian restaurant in Japan. Yeah, I used to live, uh, well, there was some foreign uh, vegetarians that lived in the same building as me. We were all in the JAP program together. And they seemed to have like a bit of a difficult lifestyle of getting food or finding food or having to cook a lot of their own food in Japan as a vegetarian, which is just kind of strange because Japan Japanese diet Washoku is just known for being so healthy, but of course it doesn't match a vegetarian diet. So it's just kind of strange that, uh, 
be in a country that has like such a healthy diet available, but obviously it's going to create problems for a vegetarian diet and stuff. Mm. Do you, do you know any Japanese vegetarians? You've ever met any before? No, and even if they are, they're kind of like more. They've been exposed somehow to like Western culture type of people,、mm, right? You know? Right. So I, they I, they picked it up like living in in America or something rather just, than、uh, being yeah, in Japan. Exactly. You know, I just think Washoku is just um more powerful, <laughs> <laughs> dominant dominates the mindset over here. Like it, it is the way. Yeah.、Know? Also, I don't think they really understand what vegetarian. Ism is like you know like I remember one of my friends who was vegetarian went into a restaurant and and told them that they were a vegetarian.、Um, can you can you prepare some some food without any meat in it? And、uh, and they just diced up the the beef so it was really fine. <laughs> so here you go. <laughs> This is vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah,、so、yeah I, I, mean, I don't think they really understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense.、Uh, I mean, we did an episode about the Japanese diet, but like, I mean, a Japanese way of eating is like a lot of small dishes of different type, and they're like all healthy. And、uh, it's actually kind of become a little bit of a problem recently in our house because it, but be, you know, because you eat that way, you have like five different dishes for each person out in front of them and stuff, and.、Uh, Leads to a lot of dishes to have to wash afterwards. You know, <laughs> is that is that your job? <laughs> that's definitely my job. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> yeah, and now that we have like an additional child starting to eat solids too, like it's going up even more. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. One of the problems of the Japanese diet, I guess. Think about buying a dishwasher. Maybe we have one, but that's the thing. Like the dish, even still, like that's creating a problem because there's like too many dishes to fit into the dishwasher. <laughs> Dishwashers are kind of useless, right? Because you got to wash the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Yeah, you got to at least <laughs> rinse them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that defeats the whole point. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're small in Japan.、Too. Yeah, I mean, if they actually made one where you wouldn't have to rinse the dish and just just stick it in, and it'll be powerful enough to to actually clean it properly, then、mm. I might consider getting one. But I don't want to wash dishes twice with a dishwasher. Definitely not. There's one I have、um, on this list, which I think a lot of people will probably not notice if they're visiting、uh, Japan. Is、uh, number twenty-two? You'll be a jerk on the train. So,、uh, for example, you、uh, you'll be talking loudly.、Uh, you you'll be spreading out on the on the chairs,、uh, not sharing, not、uh, being considerate of others, talking on the phone. Drinking, eating,、uh, putting on makeup, so all these things are kind of a big no-no in Japan. And you'll see、uh, some trains that actually have signs that that kind of tell you to to stop doing these things.、Uh, yeah, reading、uh, newspapers with、uh, spreading out without thinking of other people. So yeah, be careful about that because it's normally quite normal to to do that in in our countries, but、uh, but in Japan, definitely try to avoid that. Yeah, we had a old old episode about train etiquette,、uh, things that、uh, not to do on the train, ways to be、uh, polite on the train, all the different problems that can occur on the train.、Mm. Are you a bit more kind of、uh, conscious about things you do on on the trains now on JR or the subway because of you've been here 
so long. I transform into a Japanese salary man when I'm on the train. <laughs> and send you uh, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly falling asleep onto this woman's shoulder. <laughs> it's okay. It's this uh, guy again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, I, I line up in the perfect four lines before getting on the subway. Get on the subway, face the door right in the very front, you know. <laughs> Don't check my phone. Very much by the book. What about what about talking on trains? Because I've dame, dame. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I've uh, I, I was on JR um, a while ago, a couple of years ago, and I was with some uh, some friends who were also <clears throat> foreign, and the carriage was empty, and we uh, we were drinking beers. <laughs> I guess uh, get, getting quite rowdy, uh, but the carriage was empty. There was no one around. Drinking and on the, the train, yeah, no, this was on a JR train. Ah. And uh, a train conductor came and told us to be quiet, which was kind of, I don't know. I think if no one's around. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, <laughs> but then, you know, if, if you're like on holiday, you want to you wanna enjoy yourself, right? So, you know, talking on a train, I think, shouldn't be considered a bad thing to do and let's especially face it, if like you're most, pe- most people most foreigners living in japan are still on mental vacation basically yeah <laughs> mental vacation <laughs> just think they've been on vacation ever since they arrived yeah yeah but i i don't think it should be a problem that you you know you're talking with your friends on a train what's, what's the harm in that i mean especially Drinking. if you're Drink, maybe maybe drinking if you're getting loud and stuff, but you know that aside. If you're just talking at a normal, uh, normal pitch of conversation, not speaking loudly, just talking at a normal, you know, sound level, um, that should be okay, shouldn't it? But Is that what you guys not, were doing? That's not, what you guys were not, doing. Not that time, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, there have been. There was another time. Actually, and I was just uh, just talking with with a friend um, how you would talk to any other person sitting next to you, and uh, the guy behind the guy behind us told us to to be quiet. A Japanese guy, Japanese guy, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, my friend said no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> was the guy behind you like we Japanese do not talk on denture? <laughs> You have to be like all Japanese because you are in Japan. I've uh, not had that happen to me, but uh, of course I wasn't a rude JR customer before. So, but uh, one of my, you know, best friends in Sapporo, hope he'll come on the podcast someday because a lot of good stories about the good old days. But uh, yeah, we were on a subway, very crowded once uh, after each person had drank their own bottle of shochu. And uh, he. What's that again? You threw a bottle of shochu at someone? No, after we had each drank our own bottle of shochu. On the train? uh, Before we got on the train. Okay, okay. Going into town, and uh, he ran down the entire length of the subway uh, to the other side, touched the back wall, and then ran all the way back (laughs) just just to uh, do it. (laughs) And, like, nobody said anything to him. It was just like a series of feet moving out of the way as he was like approaching. You know, like people pull their feet back. To like was it? He he ran like sprinted, and just to just to show that he could do that, and no one would say anything. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was like one of a very rude foreign thing to do, but it was in, you know, first couple of years of being in Japan type of entertaining, thing. Entertaining, entertaining, I'm sure. Uh, only for us, probably ruined the uh, good foreigner name in the city very badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the type of th- that's how you can be a jerk on the train. That's a perfect example is what I'm trying to say. Right. So don't run to the other end of the train uh, drunk. Is uh is probably some good advice. I recommend not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, oh. Any any other ones on this list? I will say there were some things on here saying about how like uh, it's hard to read signs and stuff like that. You could get lost. But this was back in like 2014. I mean, today like Google Maps helps everybody find everything. Whether you're driving, whether you're taking the subway, uh, I would say actually a lot of signage and stuff now includes a lot of English. So, I mean, I don't know. I haven't asked anybody recently who's visited Japan, but I kind of feel like it would be easy country for people to get around in, like uh, non-Japanese speakers, but I don't know. Do you um, think that's still the case at Tokyo Station? Because is it Tokyo Station? Which is the biggest station in you mean just because the there's you mean just because there's like so much going on there and stuff? Yeah, well, there's so many exits. Um, finding your way. Uh, is, is it is it that one? Is it Tokyo Station? That has I think like so. Yeah, and I, okay, that's there. true because that's actually mentioned in here, right? Like yeah, the stations. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so a place yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. And that one, I haven't been there in a long time, but I remember the first time I went there and. I got lost for an hour trying to find the exit, like the right exit. Because <laughs> it's like it, none of it makes sense. And there's all these different train companies. So it's not just one, you know, like in in Sapporo, we have the Sapporo subway system, right, run by the city. But in Tokyo, they have all these like three or four different companies. So you always have to buy a different ticket depending on what company you're using. So even if you're transferring from one train to another, the same, it might be a different train. So that's really confusing. And I had a lot of problems tr- moving around Tokyo when I first, first arrived in Japan. But then yeah. at that time, I remember like a lot, a lot of the signs uh, did not have English too. Like the maps didn't have any English at that time. But now I'm guessing because the Olympics are here, it's probably changed. You'd hope. Yeah. Uh, I think like almost every time I've been to Tokyo Station, it was like, uh, during business, a business trip or something. There was always like a Japanese person taking us to our oh, next, you had uh, a chaperone. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like foreigners that have been lost in Tokyo Station for years. <laughs> uh, their families, <laughs> yeah, their families think they're living in Japan and they've just been kind of like, you know, trying to find their exit for <laughs> who knows how long. Um, yeah. Yeah, because that place, like, yeah, it's like, just, and that's why they recommend, like, if you can, don't buy, like, an all-day pass for a certain train line, because, like you said, there's three different ones, so you can't use it on some of the other ones, so you gotta get, make sure you get, like, one of those uh, ones that'll transfer to other lines and stuff, and... I don't know, I'd I'd recommend trying to avoid uh, subways in Tokyo, if you can. Is that possible, do you think? Taxis, yeah, just take taxi. Ta- Tokyo is so small, you can get almost anywhere on like a 600, well, under a $10 taxi trip. Hmm. And they and they usually, the taxis are, are quite good. Like the, the drivers don't try to rip you off and drive real slow and take you to, to random back streets and stuff. They're usually yeah. uh, very, very quick. I mean, some of them are 
kind of crazy the way they drive, but they do get you to your location in a, in quick, quick time. For sure. Mm. But some people say taxis, I mean, I guess they are more expensive because they start out at like a base rate of like over 600 yen or 600 yen at least. Whereas taxis in other big cities just start from zero sometimes. Yeah, taxis in England are quite expensive. They they don't start from zero. They usually start about like, I think they start like five pounds, which is what, wow. 700 yen or something like that. That is a lot. Yeah, and, and usually you kind of have to tip. Um, even though it's not a big tipping culture in England, taxis is one of those things that people usually tip on, a couple of quid maybe. No, ta- no tipping in Japan, right? No tipping in Japan. That's a that's a <clears throat> beautiful thing. Yeah. Um. What's what's that like for you, Berg? Not tipping. Do you um, do you, do you enjoy that? Like not having to tip anymore? For sure. Like tipping. Uh. I mean, some people they say they like it because it's a good way to guarantee like good service but that's not necessarily true like people so you get bad service and you're like oh, how much am i supposed to tip this person so i personally like the no tip system i think it's uh, very straightforward and uh yeah like people just know to they should be giving good service regardless so like when you go home um do you find trouble kind of adjusting back to the, the regular tipping system that you were used to before yeah, I'm like uh, weak-minded, so like I was like, man, I gotta give this person a good tip. They're probably having a bad day. That's why they <laughs> gave me horrible service. Twenty percent, yeah, twenty percent is good. I'm I'm on vacation anyways. Like, just give them twenty percent. You know, isn't like, isn't twenty percent standard? It's the high end. No, it's the high end. Like, uh, or actually, I don't even know anymore. But I think like lunchtime is like ten to fifteen percent, and then like dinner time is fifteen to twenty percent. Oh wow, is so it times as well? Is this different? <clears throat> Like, yeah. yeah, unless you're balling and then, yeah, or whatever, and just yeah. throw a bunch of cash out. But, uh, yeah, so I prefer the no-tip uh, culture. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't get to used to the tipping culture when I was in, in Canada and America. I just kept getting it wrong as well, and just people are angry at me all the time. So you guys <laughs> have, like, no-tipping? Isn't there, like, hotel tipping? Don't you guys leave, like, a bunch of uh, money on the pillow or something? Like a like a pound, just in case the two fairy came or something. <laughs> no, I don't, no, no I, I don't think I've ever heard of that being done before. I mean, is that is that actually a thing where you leave money on the pillow in a hotel? Well, I've heard tipping like house cleaning. Yeah, a lot of people leave money on the bed. Maybe that's like American culture thing. Mm, yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think we do that in England. Um, we tip for uh, restaurants sometimes but it's not a lot it'll be like five to ten percent if that what about the bellboy at the rest at the uh, hotel and stuff bag boy no no taking, no, taking your no, stuff. No see that's good him. because then they're just like they know they're working at this hotel that wants a good reputation so they just should do a good job you know regardless of whether they're going to collect a tip or not yeah well that i mean that should go about saying, shouldn't it, for every job, not just uh, not just bellboys. But like, I mean, like bar staff, for example. I can't believe you have to tip for a barman to pour you a drink in America. It's like that's their job. <laughs> yeah, right? well, that, yeah, that is true. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And and the yeah. thing is, if you don't tip them, then what? They don't serve you. Is that that's kind of true, isn't it? No, usually. Well, no, they won't. But they might start. Paying more attention to people that are tipping them, yeah. Or ignore you. <laughs> yeah, they know you're another right. way to put it. Yeah, but I've, <laughs> I I mean, I've never been in this. 
<laughs> really? Just like this, yeah. I don't, I don't think I was, was serving everyone next to me. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, what are you doing, man? Come on, I've been, I've been saying it for ages. I'm like, what, what, what? You bloody bastards <laughs> tipping this man. Don't need to tip. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, Japan, no tipping, makes it awesome. Yeah, this, so again, this article, try to give a lot of uh, good tips about traveling Japan. I just can't wait till, man, we go back to something where everybody was uh, traveling easily and enjoying each other's culture much better and stuff. And uh, if what you're saying is true, I hope we're kind of heading down that route now. Things are picking up and Japan's going to be opened up again to everybody pretty soon. I think so. I think definitely the beginning of next year at the latest. What yeah, I got some people who want to come like this winter to visit Hokkaido and I'm like that mm-hmm. might be like uh, wishful thinking. Yeah, well I hope I hope that won't be the case because it'll be nice for another season. <laughs> One more season of uh, no tourists and then lots of powder for the locals again like last year. That'll be that'll be very good for me if that could happen. So yeah, people don't yeah, but- come Please don't come to Hokkaido this winter. <laughs> this is uh, this article gave a lot of good advice, but just keep this in mind for next year. This winter is still uh, countries closed. No, yeah, I'm more closed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I uh, we want to obviously see family this like uh, holiday because we didn't get to last year. So at least we're just hoping we'll be able to leave easily. Mm, for for the winter break, you're thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 me too. Hopefully, I can hopefully go home for a week or so over winter time. I might be yeah, able to because once I get my jab, it depends if um, England uh, let me in and I don't have to quarantine. Because if I have to quarantine, then I definitely won't go. Yeah. Plus, then I mean, you got to quarantine on the way back, and that's just like way too much time to take off. Although yeah. last year you had like four or five months off around winter time or something. Well, I don't want to spend all those in quarantine. No, I don't suck on it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, man. We had a bunch on there. I don't know if there's any more you wanted to mention. Or no, no. I think yeah. we went through went through some good ones. Yeah. Um, but I, I was thinking about maybe we need to come up with a with an outro. Well, not not exactly an outro, but a way to say goodbye. You know, maybe a, a catchphrase. What do you think? Some people have those, like uh, like like Jerry Springer. He's got his "Take care of yourselves and each other" that kind of thing. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe like uh, how about Oscar Sambadis? Oscar Sambadis. Sayonara. Oscar Sambadis. I don't think sayonara because they don't really say sayonara that way. So. Yeah, but we can. We can say Well, think sorry. about it, man. That's why I'm going to say it on the next one, man. We'll think All right. For sorry, yeah. Okay, everyone. Sayonara. Let's got some of this. <laughs> All right, man. See you next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Sayonara. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Barefoot Bar, located in downtown Sapporo, walking distance from the subway station, there are a variety of Japanese-made craft bottled beers, a range of whiskies and basic cocktails also available, burgers and pub-style snacks, friendly English and Japanese-speaking staff are also available on hand. Uh, for more information, check out their Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash barefootbar. That's B-E-A-R-F-O-O-T bar.